All right, Chabot say good evening, good evening. Let's, uh, let's, let's begin. Let's begin, Hevra. So I want to tell you just uh, a couple of, uh, first of all, tremendous yashikoach to Reb Tzvi for the beautiful spread tonight. Mamish, beautiful spread. A special yashikoach to our double scotch bourbon sponsor, Baruch Fischl Kozlovsky. We welcome Baruch Fischl back and a continued to Fuerche Limo. Baruch Hashem. From Oh, from Ellie. Shkoyach. Incredible. Thank you. Tiskelamitsus. Tiskelamitsus. So I'll say, so just a, a little bit about tonight. I, 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 you know, when preparing this year today, I had a tremendous, tremendous pull to Rabbi Nachman. Who doesn't have a pull to Rabbi Nachman? But today, I always have a pull to Rabbi Nachman. Usually I'm able to fight back against it. Today, I lost. I lost. I was pulled to Rabbi Nachman. And I wanted to do a piece tonight from the Kuti Halachas, which will do a couple of pieces in Mirza Hashem. But I also want to take the opportunity to mention that beginning next week, I, I think I, post, I posted mm-hmm. it on the chat. Mm-hmm. Beginning next week, we're going to begin a very special limit for Chodesh Elul. That's probably going to take us from Elul through the, through the Yomim Tovim, which is the Piazetzna. Has a beautiful sefer called Bnei Machshavatova, and the essence of the sefer. We'll, we'll discuss it more next week. But the essence of the sefer was written to create a model of small chaburas, small groups of people who are focused on growth and self improvement. And the truth is, what my machshava for it was. I guess I'll talk about this more next week a little bit. I wanted to start these smaller chaburas. You know, I, I, every time Elo comes, I think about like what I want to do differently. And so often we have, Baruch Hashem, a lot of shiurim. A lot of shiurim. And thank God, Baruch Hashem, nice, nice size shiurim. And one of the things I think that I would love to be able to start doing is smaller chaburas. Smaller chaburas, smaller groups of people working on a particular avoda and the piazzets, no? wrote the roadmap for that. In the Sefer Bnei Machshavatov, he wrote how to, how to structure these Chaburas. And then as I'm learning the Sefer over the summer, I realized that the truth is, before structuring these Chaburas, it's Kedai to learn the Sefer. Because the Piazetzna really speaks about Bnei Machshavatov, about refining the way we think, and looking at the world in a different way, and not just being focused actionally, but being focused cognitively on how we're living, where we're going, what we're doing. And it's the Piazetzna. It's the Piazetzna. So it's, it's an incredible safe. Right? It's, it's very small. It's actually a small pile. I'm going to order a bunch of copies for like whoever would like one. It, it's an incredible, it's a transformative safer. It's, it's, it's mamish transformative. So we're going to learn that during Chodesh Elul a little bit, the Mir Sashem. And hopefully from there, maybe break off into smaller Chaburas. We'll talk about that more next week. And then Amir Sashem, after Yom Tov, we'll come back to the Chaban. Svi so asked me if I finished with the Chaban. Never finished with the Chaban. You never finished with the Chaban. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. He wasn't saying it that way. No, no. I was saying, we're going to come back to the Chaban Amir Sashem because, because the truth is, like, we have to, right, rotating. We, 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 we only got a couple of chapters into Akitsu of Rananu, so there's a lot more to do in that Sefer. So we'll come back. But Emir Sashem, so tonight Rabbi Nachman, then Emir Sashem, next couple of weeks, the Piazetzna, and then after Yom Tev, Emir Sashem, the Chaban. I will say, what a journey, right? We're going to be with such great Sadiqim over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So, yes? No, sorry, I didn't No, I was going to say, the recent one, I had Nisar, the other one, he doesn't, uh, and what, but what he is, is, is was amazing yeah. in his history. But you look at him, and you know, he looks like just a little push of the, and just a little. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there, yeah, there, there's. There's a lot. There's a lot to his story. There's a lot to his story. We'll go back when we when we resume learning his Torah. We'll speak a little bit. I realize I never we never kind of delved into his biography and spoke a little bit about his life. So we'll do that when we get back to him. But I will say what I want to share with you tonight is really an incredible, incredible piece by, um, by Rabbi Nachman, a couple of pieces. So this is actually, a, a couple of years ago, I'll tell you, I was walking up from the Kosel, and I walked, like if you walk by like the Eishat Torah way, not up the main staircase. So it's interesting, I always love going there because there's this guy, yeah, off to the side, there's this guy, Breslover guy who lives in the old city, and he sells Svarim outside of his house. But when I say he sells Svarim, he leaves sets of Svarim, and he leaves a pushka, and he leaves a pushka, and he's like, okay, so, right, right, so, 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 I, I, a couple of years ago, I was walking by there, and I saw the set of Chumashim, Chumash in Likute Halachas, it's Rabbi Nachman's Torah, literally, again, on, on the Parshios, so I picked it up, 
my wife says, I'm not carrying that. Right? You know, <laughs> it's like, like come here because you're done. <laughs> Just want to be clear, right? It's fine. Go for it. Go for it. But you're carrying it. I said, fine. Okay, Baruch Hashem. I said, fine, if you don't want the schools of carrying chumashim and Eretz Yisrael, okay, fine. Right? <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, brother. It didn't work. Didn't work at all. Didn't work. Yeah. So anyway, so, anyway, so, so I, I came across this, this set of chumashim, a number of, I'm sure you could get it here also, but I, I never really saw it before, and I was just so enthralled by it, the ability to see Rabbi Nachman's Torah, literally again, just with, with the parashas, doing Shtayim Mikra, just to catch a little bit of the Rebbe. So I, I came across a couple of pieces today that I wanted to share with you, because I found them transformative. Now, let me tell you the other way I knew that it was the pieces we're going to do today are on the mitzvah of tzedakah. And amazingly enough, what did we, ha- what did we have in today's daf? Today's daf was takonas usha hamevazvez ayivazvez yoser mechomesh. Right? So again, today's daf, we learned aloha that even if you're giving away, you want to give away vast amounts of tzedakah, you cannot give away more than one-fifth of your, whatever it means, one, Tulsa says, we could give away one-fifth of your estate, and then every year you could give away one-fifth of your earnings. Okay, without the way I'm getting into that. So, so there's, a whole, there's a whole discussion we spoke about. Right. There's plenty right. of exceptions. Right. Building funds are number one. Yeah, exactly. number one right? <laughs> right. So, so, no, there are plenty. We, we spoke about this morning, actually. Interesting enough, I'll just mention it again because I thought it was such a profound idea that Balatanya says that a major exception is that that's only if you're giving tzedakah as mitzvah tzedakah. But the Rebbe says if you're giving tzedakah as a form of tshuva, there is no cap on the amount of tzedakah you can give, which is an incredible idea in any event. So because we had tzedakah in the daf, and there's tzedakah in this week's parasha, and I saw this piece by Rabbi Nachman, I felt the ashkacha was that we should do this. So we're actually going to go a little bit out of order. If you turn to the second page, which is page kuf ayin ches, you see the underlined lines there on the bottom, on the bottom, on the right-hand side of the page, but the left-hand column on the right-hand side of the page. I know that made a lot of sense, right? I'm sorry, this one over here. Yeah, yeah, yep, correct. So I'll say, so just to give you a little, a little bit of context, right? What, what's, what's the context of the psukim? So the Torah over here, this is actually the beginning of Shishi. So the, 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 the Aliyah itself begins with a discussion regarding Shemitah. Kari Shemitah, we know that Shemitah cancels debts. Actually, again, this is actually very important because it's during Chodesh Elul that a person has to write the prusbal if they have any outstanding debts, if they don't want Shemitah to go ahead and cancel their debts. So we know that Shemitah cancels debts. The Torah says a person may come to think, Karva, Shnas, Hasheva, Shemitah is coming. I don't want to lend any money because if I lend money, I'm going to lose it. Remember again, already as a Jewish lender, I can't lend interest. And I can't lend with interest. And now again, Shemitah is coming, it's going to cancel the debt. So the Torah Kedosha says, don't do that. Don't do that. Have a little amuna have a lot of amuna, and recognize again it's a mitzvah to give, to lend another Jew money, don't worry about the fact that Shemitah is coming. Okay, so then the Torah then launches into, after that, the Torah then goes on to talk about the general mitzvah of tzedakah. So the Torah says, Hishamer lecha, penye davar im levavcha b'liyal leymar, karvashas hasheva good, nason titein lo, v'lo yera levavcha b'siton lo. Give tzedakah. Give tzedakah to the person in need. V'lo yera levavcha, do not let your heart feel negative about this. Besit when you give him money. Because it is in the merit, is, it's in the merit of your generosity. In the merit of the tzedakah that you're going to give. Hashem will bless you in all of your endeavors. Anything in which you put your hand to accomplish. So I will say, look what Rabbi Nachman says. So let's go, let's look inside. So the Rebbe says as follows. So again, Rebbe is here quoting the Pasik. Don't have a negative heart when you give to Daka. Because in the merit of your generosity, Hashem will bless all of your initiatives, all of your endeavors. So look what the Rebbe says. Remember again, the Torah speaks about the Maila, the incredible benefits and importance of tzedakah, many times throughout the Torah. Look at these words. The Rabbi says, because what is tzedakah? The mitzvah of tzedakah is to give the aniyim chelkam. Chelkam means what? How do you translate that? Chelkam? Their share. Says Rebbe, what's the mitzvah of tzedakah? The mitzvah of tzedakah is to give the ani the portion of my wealth that belongs to him. What? Up until I came to this year, I thought to myself, the mitzvah of tzedakah is I take my money and I share it with you. 
Says Rebbe, no, that's, that's not Mitzvah Tzedakah. Mitzvah Tzedakah is to take the portion of the Ani's money that is mixed in with my money and to give it to the Ani. Says the Rebbe, Ki bevadai, gam ani yesh shefa. The Rebbe says, and this is a, this is a profound Yisod in Chassidus, that there is what's called a Tzinor Shel Shefa. Tzinor Shel Shefa means literally like a faucet, like a faucet of Shefa, of divine blessing. Every single person has their Tzinor, right? Every single person has their faucet. He says, I'm in page Kufayin test now. And if the world functioned as it was supposed to function, I will say there would not be. Make sure the Gabbai gets uh, gets a lechayim. He's got he's got a big Shabbos coming. He needs uh, he needs it. Hey, so so I say so, so now listen to this. So if the world func- look, look what Rabbi says, if the world functioned as it was as it was supposed to function, there would be no such thing as poor people. Why? I will say this is such a profound yisod. So the Rabbi says. Every person has a faucet. I know, is faucet the right word for tzinor? Tzinor, right? Faucet. A pipe, a pipe. Right? Every person, every person has a faucet, has a pipe. Right? Every person has, oh, good, we use the faucet pipe. Every person has that. And therefore, the Rebbe says, in reality, it was, there are more sheets, by the way, over here, if, any, if anyone needs, in the middle. And therefore, again, and therefore, again, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, that really there should be no aniyim. Because at the end of the day, because everyone has their own pipe, everyone has their own faucet, therefore everyone gets their own shefa. Okay. And I will say indeed, that's what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, everyone has their own pipe, everyone has their own faucet, and everyone gets their own shefa, their own bracha from Hashem. So again, so without getting into some, some of the technical pieces that the Rabbi is highlighting over here, the image that he's trying to create is everyone has their own pipeline. Everyone has their own faucet. Everyone has their own pipe that comes from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and, and literally, again, the Rebbe Shalom sends down his brachas to each individual. That's how the world works. And that's why when things are as they are supposed to be, there's no such thing as an ani. There's no such thing as a poor person. Because a poor person, what is a poor person? Someone who's not getting his shefa. Well, when the world is as it's supposed to be, everybody gets their shefa. Look at the Rebbe writes. Aval ikr ha'anios hurak pogmin the Rebbe says something amazing. When we cloudly sow and we don't do what we're supposed to do, so we'll say, what happens? What happens? The piping gets mixed up, right? Everything gets intertwined. Everything gets mixed up. So this pipe, normally, again, we'll say, it works very simple. Every yid, every yid, has a pipeline, has a faucet, has a pipe, right from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to him. That's when the world operates as it's supposed to. That's when we're fulfilling the Torah. But unfortunately, when Kral Yisrael doesn't do, when we don't do what we're supposed to do, then what? Then at the end of the day, the piping gets mixed up. Right? Things get turned around. Things get turned around. And suddenly, the Shefa doesn't reach where it's supposed to reach. Achirov HaShefa Sometimes the majority of the Shefa ultimately comes to what? doesn't even come to Am Yisrael. It goes to the nations of the world. And the little bit of Shefa that does come down to Am Yisrael doesn't come in the right order. What does it does come in the right order? Meaning that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Shefa gets all mixed up. The pipes, you know, I, I want to say something. Like, I had, well, let's finish. To the point that what could happen? Sometimes my shefa ends up by you, and your shefa ends up by me. Sometimes when the piping gets mixed up, when the piping gets mixed up, shefa goes kiviyachol 
to the wrong place. Now, obviously, Shavuot is coming from Hashem. So it doesn't go, so to speak, to the wrong place, but it doesn't necessarily come to its natural, immediate destination. Al came, Ze Yeshlo Ashirus Gadol, you know, it is an interesting thing if you think about it. And it might sound a shtickle like, uh, like socialist. But if you think about it, it, it is interesting that there are some people who are fabulously wealthy and some people who have nothing. Now, we believe that Osher and Oni is determined by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So you think, again, I'm going to be careful how I use this word, but like, why not redistribute? Right? Why not redistribute? Right? After all, wouldn't it be better for everyone to have what they need than for some to have more than what they need and some to have less? The Rebbe posits that that's the concept ultimately, again, that's, that's, the, that's the manifestation, the byproduct of hate. When Klal Yisrael is not doing what it's supposed to do and the world is not as it should be, the Shefa gets mixed up. The Tzinoros, the piping, the piping becomes all intertwined until some have a lot and some have very little. Zani ve'evyon. Ube'emes. Bishar. Now, watch this. Now, if you understand this, what does this mean, Rabosai? What is the Rebbe saying? And this is incredibly profound. The Rebbe is saying is, if you are one of those people who has a lot, who has a lot, Baruch Hashem, chances are that what? That what? It's not that you have too much, but what... You don't have your own... It's not just yours. It's not yours. That means, that means... That someone else's shefa is winding up in your pot, so to speak. You know, is winding up in your faucet. Someone else's pipes got crisscrossed into yours. So you just had this, you talk about crisscrossing. I had to get a thermostat, a thermostat replaced in my house. So the guy does the thermostat and he says, well, I can't connect it to your heater. I'm like, what do you mean you can't connect it to the heater? He's like, don't worry, it's not going to be cold for a while. Oh, no, no, I said, that, that, that's fine. What do you mean you can't connect to the heater? He's like, I don't understand how your wiring works, right? He said, did your heat work? Did, you, did your heat work this past, this past winter? I said, my heat worked perfectly. He said, I've been in this, he didn't say malacha, but I've been in this work for 30 years. I've never seen wiring like this. I can't figure out why your heater works. I was like, so he was, so, so it was just, yeah, yeah, so it was, uh, so. I'm like, all right, you know, I think we're going to get a second opinion over here. He wanted to crack open. Well, so it turns out they, whatever, they were able to figure it out. But it was fascinating. What they, what they were able to see is like, just the wires didn't follow the straight derech. In other words, the, the right wires were ultimately doing, but, but, but they were all, they were just whatever. They were mixed up a little bit. It wasn't the normal derech. So the Rebbe is saying that in the world of, of where cloudy soil is not fully compliant with Torah, which means a world of gullus, a world is, where the seed is not as it should be, the shefa gets mixed up. So therefore, again, Bar Hashem, if I'm privileged and I have a lot, so, you know, we sometimes think of having a lot as reflective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pleasure with me, that obviously I'm doing something right, which of course part of that could be true, but the Rebbe says there's a whole other component. And the whole other component is the way the world should work is that there's enough Shefa for everyone. If the way the world is working now, if that some have a lot, some have a little, some have none, that means those who have a lot have not only their own Shefa, but have the shefa of others mixed in with their chilek as well. And therefore says the Rebbe something amazing. He says, Now the Rebbe here adds in one word, which is very dramatic. He says, therefore, at the essence of this person's wealth, we'll say, what does rubo mean? The majority. So the Rebbe says, if you're a wealthy person, Baruch Hashem, probably understand, chances are, the majority of your wealth probably is the chef of other yidin. Right? Some of it is yours, some of it is yours, but the majority of it is that of other yidin. Rak al yidin. That's because shefa can't be wasted? That's because shefa can't be wasted. Correct. And the, and the idea is because the natural order of the world, at least Rabbi Nachman is positing, is everyone has enough. So if you have surplus, it's almost as if whatever is more than your enough, although it's hard to determine for people what's enough, but whatever is, whatever is more than your enough is not yours. It's not yours. He goes on, he says, I'm going to skip down a little bit. He says, I'm in that same paragraph, five lines up from the bottom. The Alkane, his hira hatorah ma'old. Now, 
Ubesever Panim Yafos. So therefore the Rebbe says, that's why it's so interesting that if you notice in the mitzvah of Tzedakah, and it's one of the only mitzvahs like this, Shabbos say generally, when it comes to mitzvahs, does it matter how you do the mitzvah? Does it matter how you do the mitzvah? I, I, no, no, I don't mean how you should do a mitzvah. I mean just on a, on a basic core obligation. I will say, if you keep Shabbos, and you don't do malacha, and you eat sudas, but you don't feel me'en olam haba, and you feel... Uh, have, you, have you fulfilled the mitzvah of Shabbos? Yeah. yeah. You put on tefillin. You don't put on tefillin. Okay, you put on tefillin, fine. That's a mitzvah. I don't think about it. There's no kavanah. Tzedakah is one of the interesting mitzvahs. Because tzedakah, every single time the Torah goes out of, the Torah speaks out tzedakah, it goes out of its way to tell you not just that you have to give, but it tells you how you're supposed to feel when you give. Which is an incredible thing. Torah doesn't tell me I'm supposed to feel when I put on tefillin. Torah doesn't tell me I'm supposed to feel when I, well, the truth is, sukkah is not a good example, right? When, when I go ahead and, uh, you know, whatever, you fill in the blank, whatever, whatever mitzvah it is, whatever mitzvah it is. Mm-hmm. But yet, by, 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 by tzedakah, Torah goes out of its head. And by the way, if you look at the Lashon, ultimately, again, do not feel negative. So what, what, what is the Hashem saying? Don't be upset. Don't be upset. The only reason I'd be upset when I give tzedakah is when, or is why, is why. If I think that's what, I'm giving my money. Come on, get a job. Right, to work a little harder. You know how hard I worked for this money? You know, you know how much I put in for this? It's true, I, I worked very hard. I worked very hard for this. So now again, there's a mitzvah tzedakah. I have to give. I'm a shtickle resentful. Chesh says, one second, one second. You could only be resentful if you think that it's your chalik that you're giving. But if you recognize, you're both saying, see, this is different. It's not the vart. Everything belongs to Hashem anyway. So you're just the custodian of the Ribbon Shalom's wealth. That's the classic idea. That I was saying something different. That when that Ani comes over to me and, he, and he, he opens his hand, do you know what he's asking me for? You know what essentially he's saying? He says, he's sober. I think he has some of my money. <laughs> By the way, this would be incredible for Mishal Lachem. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, this, this could be a game changer. This could be a game changer, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the Rebbe is saying, it's incredibly profound. It's incredibly profound that the idea, and I will say, by the way, the Rebbe is saying, what are you getting upset about? And the Ani's right. When he opens his hand, he's not asking you for a matana. He's not asking you to be generous. He's not asking for something magnanimous. He's asking you to give him what to give him what may really be his. Now again, how I know who has who's chef? Okay, yeah, exactly. but okay, uh, that, that, the, the Rebbe is creating a hashkafa of tzedakah, and the hashkafa of tzedakah is you know what chances are if Hakadosh Baruch Hu is sending this ani to me. Because remember, again, there are a lot of aniim that come to me, a lot of aniim don't come to me. Hakadosh Baruch Hu sending this ani to me, it might very well be because I have some of his shefa. The tzinor got mixed up, the piping got mixed up, and some of this yid's shefa came to me, and therefore when I give, when I give, I'm not giving him some chiddish, I'm not giving him some great matnos libo, I'm simply going ahead and giving him that which is his. So would then, following that, that project, and there seems to be a significant difference in giving stuff between giving to a person versus giving to an institution. I think you could apply the same things. I think, in other words, institutions but institutions institutions serve people. I, I'm, I'm, I'm say, not making up giving it to the person. If it's his, if I no, give the institution, the institution I'm not, also has I'm a chef. Yeah. The institution also has a chef. Right. I'm saying the chef goes to everything. Correct. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's just, I'll tell you, by the way, the raya to this, and this is going to sound like a very self-serving raya, but, it, but it's a halacha. In Hilchos Tzedakah, beginning Hilchos Tzedakah, in your day, the Shulchan Aruch goes through, goes through the hierarchy of Tzedakah. Interestingly enough, what's on the top of the list, it's quite fascinating, Bate Knesio, Shul's. Fascinatingly enough, are on the top of the list. So you see from there, you see from there, the, the Rebbe has the same Shulchan Aruch, there's the Kuti Halachas. See, he would have to say that an institution must have a Shefa also. Plus, Yechidim have a Shefa, most those have a Shefa. That's what you have to say. Right no, no, I'm not, 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 not going. That's where I'm not going. 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 I'm not
He says, he says earlier, so the person who's very, has a tremendous Ashiris, right? It's a good chance of saying that Rav is from that. So but if you have a person who's very wealthy and gives mice or even gives a homage, he's still going to still be extremely wealthy. It's not going to go away. So oh, how could he oh. say that so, so, Hebra, so, so listen, listen, listen. So Romero is saying like this. The, 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 Rebbe said, the Rebbe said that if a person is very wealthy, it's possible that even the Rav, the majority of his money is perhaps belongs to someone else. So the mayor is saying, person, that person gives Meiser, he's still going to be very wealthy. Gives Chomesh, he's still going to be wealthy. By the way, we spoke of this in today's Naf, that's why the halacha is, if a person is exceptionally wealthy, they're allowed to give even more than Chomesh. That's the halacha, which fits in very well with the Rebbe. So if I, in other words, if I'm the kind of person, that even giving Chomesh, I'm still wealthy, you're allowed to give more. And the, the hashkaf of that, the Rebbe would say, is because halacha at the end of the day, there's other people's shefa there. And the more you have, the more you have, almost the logic is the more I have, the more shefa there is mixed in with it. So the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, based on this, based on this, you can now understand the lushan of, of the Pasuk. So when the Pasuk says, because the Rebbe remember again, the Torah says, nason titain. Someone asks you for tzedakah, give. Give. But Shabbos say, by the way, I, I have to tell you, and this is really important. This is why, like, it is so important when people come to shul and they ask, people are coming to collect for tzedakah, it is so important to always give. Another yidin comes in and asks you for money, you give. How much you give is up to you. You could, you know, you could keep a roll of quarters, you want to give quarters, you want to you go out and give a dollar, you want to give script, you could do whatever you want. But when a Jew asks you for something, you have to give. You have to give. I, I, I'm not saying that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's always trying to halachic sense, but certainly on a hashkafic sense, the Rebbe's words are so profound, because when that honey comes to me again, it might be one dollar, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, that one dollar may really be his. And the Moshalom deposited that with me and is waiting for our two, our two lives to intersect so that I could give this yid, the shefa that is his, that is deposited with me whenever a Jew Asks when it breaks my heart when I see sometimes that you know people come people come and you know you might have you might have ideological differences with people who are collecting and not understanding certain segments of society that's fine save your judgment for a different time but Lamaisa for most of us I, I would hope for all of us the one dollar or the couple of dollars does not go ahead and right it's not like. We're, we're almost on Forbes' list, and like the, the tzedakah is gonna, it's gonna really knock me off, right? So, so, right, Nehemiah, is that true for me? My accountant, for I think, people. for some people, for some people, right? So, 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 Lamaisa, again, it is so important, Nason Titin, and now the Rebbe says, and that's why I will say, that's why the Torah says, Nason Titin, lo. It doesn't just say give, don't be upset, don't be upset, because the only reason to get upset is because you think you're giving him your money. But the truth is, says that, but it's quite possible that what? You're giving him his money. His money. Because the Pasuk then says, the Kashbar who says, when you realize that the bracha you have is a composite of your shefa and maybe someone else's shefa, and therefore I'm going to use my bracha to be mahana, to benefit another, at the end of the day, that's where my bracha in life comes from. So the biglal, does it mean you will get extra bracha? Does it mean this is the only reason you got rich? I think you can read it both ways. It sound, I think the Pashup shot is, do you want to know why you have the extra shefa? The extra shefa is there for you to go ahead and share it with the person who is the rightful owner of that shefa. But it could also mean, I think, but many of them are first, like this far, and others explain that, no, this is a source of bracha. If you do this, correct, correct. And by the way, of course, this is also, when it comes to tzedakah, tzedakah itself is so unique. The aser ta aser, aser bishvil shatit asher, the only mitzvah you're permitted to go ahead and trust and, and test the Kaddish Baruch. So I both say, so it's, it's not it's no longer tzedakah, it's just Hashavah Savedi, returning a lost object. It's no longer tzedakah, which by the way, by the way, this is what's interesting. How do you translate the word tzedakah? Justice, right? You see, we translate it as charity, which it can, tzedakah can be something charitable, but tzedek, 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 tirdov, tzedek is also justice. So you begin to see, is it an act of charity? It is, because the truth is, even if intellectually I know that what I have maybe belongs to someone else, it's in my bank account and it's in my pocket, so it feels like mine, so it feels like mine. So there is an act of charity, 
but there's also an act of din. There's also an act of justice. It's not yours, so give it to the rightful owner. So I was saying, based on this idea by the Rebbe, turn back a page. Turn back a page. Let's do one more piece. Just based on this. So that, that's the first bamsha that Rabbi Nachman, that Rabbi Nachman drops, which I think is just... It's life-altering. Rabbi Nachman changes our life every single time we encounter him. It's incredible. But then the Rebbe, and I, I purposely did this out of order, because you'll see what the Rebbe says over Look what he writes. I'm now on the first page, Kufai and Vav, on the right-hand side. That's the Pasuk. Most listen to this. The Rebbe says something amazing. And I will say, see, now it begins to make sense. Because if the mitzvah of tzedakah, if the mitzvah of tzedakah, like the Rebbe explained before, it's not really mine. It's not really mine. Or I, don't, I don't know for sure, but it's quite possible, it's quite possible that there's, quote-unquote, extra money that I have that's not mine. It's someone else's shefa. So therefore, again, my obligation is to give that person what, what is theirs. So then, what is the personalistic avoda of tzedakah? In other words, so it's not generosity, because it sounds like what the Rebbe is saying. is like we were saying before. It's justice. It's not generosity. So what is it, the personal avoda of tzedakah? And the Rebbe says something beautiful here. He says, the, the avoda of tzedakah, is ultimately ratzon tov, to create a sense of goodwill within yourself. Meaning what? Lahafo haroges vachzarius leratzon, to take anger and indifference and to turn it into kindness, to turn it into goodwill. Alkin sarech litein staka beratzon tov belishum roa halif kede levatel haroges ulahamshich haratzon shezel iker hatzdaka. I'll say here that I says something amazing. It turns out that at the end of the day, the mitzvah of tzedakah may not to be to me to do something nice to someone else. Because Lamai says it's not something nice. It may be giving them the money. That's rightfully theirs. So what's the avod of tzedakah? I'll say the whole avod of tzedakah is to change myself as a person. I want to become someone different. Because all too often in life, I go through life with rogez, anger. Say how many of us are, are Noach Lichos? We get angry quickly, right? And we get angry about things that like we just should not get angry about, right? And how many of us are indifferent? We see people in need, we see difficult situations. Either we pretend like we don't see, or we just look away and move on with our lives. Tzedakah, the act of giving to another person, even though again, what am I giving them? What am I giving them? What am I giving them? I might be giving them that which is rightfully theirs. But Lamaisa, the act is there. The mitzvah is there to change me as a human being. And if you skip to the left-hand column, the Rebbe then goes on with this piece. He says, We're not going to do all of this, but take a look. Because the entire essence of the mitzvah of tzedakah is to change myself as a person. I will say, the answer of Moshe, the answer of Moshe finds in Zechit Tzadik Livracha, the following Shaila. And this is very, very Halach Lamaisa. A person gets a ton of tzedakah solicitations in the mail. So what is it better? Is it better to give a little to a lot or a lot to a little? I will say, by the way, this, this is a good Shalom Hilchos tzedakah. The Moshe Paskind, it is better to give a little to a lot. Why? The Moshe said, because that, that turns you into a giver. You know, you, you could write one big check, which is fantastic, but I will say the way a person becomes more hurgo, a murgal in a, in a, in a mida, the way, the way you change yourself is like anything else, like, right? How do you become a good basketball player? So you practice, right? How do you become good in your profession, right? Go ahead and do it for a long time, right? Study more. How, how, how do you become a giver? How do you become a giver? And the answer is, keep giving. I will say, you know, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman, from the time that he was 10 years old, he used to do something very interesting. His, his mother would give him a coin for tzedakah. So for arguments, they would call, should we give him a dollar? The Rebbe would go to the base medrash and he would get 100 pennies. He would get 100 pennies. And what the Rebbe would do is he would stand by the pushka 
הנני מוכן ומזומן לקיים מצווה עשה, פסרח תפתח ידך להניחה האביון. One penny after the other, after the other, after the other, each and every day. Because the Rebbe, as a little boy, wanted to make himself into a giver, wanted to make himself into a generous person. So the Rebbe goes on about, say, you, you, you could look at this, you could look at, the, uh, he goes, he actually says one more, one more piece, he said, look at the last line on this page, he says, you know, so I'll tell you something amazing. I'll tell you something amazing. The Rebbe says, if I turn myself into a giver, negate personal anger, negate indifference, and transform myself into a happy, generous person, when I give the money to the Ani, not only am I giving him money, not only am I giving him money, but what? I transfer some of that positivity to the Ani. So I will say, by the way, I see this. I'll tell you. He was here before. I'll tell you who does this. And he, he's like, Maish Wardashayim. Hey, watch Maish Wardashayim, the way he gives. I'm embarrassing you, but it's a good embarrassment. Well, he's not here, but watch the way he gives Sadaka in the morning. If you dive in here at 645, watch the way. Right? A smile. A good morning. A how are you? A how are you? And I will say, by the way, I see it. I get to see a lot of things from where I sit. So, so I, I see a lot of things from where, from where I sit. But what I'll tell you is something amazing. You see it, right? Because this is the same guy who's been collecting from the back. Mesh sits in the front. The same guy's collecting from the back of the shul. And the truth is, you know, some people give and they, they give like this, right? Because suddenly, again, I, I have the greatest amount of kavan in the world. Right? I can't lift my eyes up from my sitter to make eye contact with another yid who's asking money. I have been talking the entire time up until then, right? But now, no, no, I, I don't interrupt davening for, for something like Nzdaka. Right? So make eye contact. Make, make eye contact. Right? Acknowledge another human being, such another Jew who's asking for money. Right? So he comes, he comes, he comes. And like, it's, it's a lot of, for the, a lot of you, like, it's deflating. It's a deflating experience. I mean, there are some people who clearly are very comfortable and okay with asking. There are some people who are clearly very uncomfortable with it. And the truth is, I've seen, I've seen on many occasions where you greet a person with a, with a good morning, a hello. Like, not that I look at you as a schnur, but I look at you as another human being who has fallen on difficult times. You're here to help yourself. I'm happy to squish to help you. I have your chef in my pocket. I'm not even helping you. I'm giving you what's yours. And you see, like, there's a wave of positivity that courses through this honey, that courses through this person. The Rebbe says, when I allowed the mitzvah of tzedakah to change me, to change me, to change me, so ultimately, again, that personalistic positivity is transferred to the ani as well. So not only does the ani get the money, whatever it is, a lot or a little that I'm giving him, but the positivity, the positive change that I've affected inside, that I've affected inside of myself, ultimately passes on to the Ani as well. The Rebbe goes on and he says, he says, The Rebbe says, you can see this. The Rebbe says, you could see it. You could see it. You could see what happens to an Ani when you treat him like a human being. You could see what happens to the Ani when you're makir his humanity. You could see what happens to the Ani when he doesn't feel like you're doing him the biggest favor in the world because you gave him a dollar. But instead, you, re- you make him feel that you- you're giving me the opportunity to give you back that which is yours. The whole demeanor of the Ani changes. Everything changes. Suddenly someone who could be so tzibrachin and so broken and so downtrodden suddenly fundamentally changes into a different kind of mensch. The Rebbe goes on. Now I'll say, but if you bring this all together, yes? So I might just tell you somewhat of a personal story. I was a very young boy. There was a rug in Baltimore. His name was Rav Shanker. I don't know if anybody here remembers him. I remember it was a young boy and he was walking home with my father and they were talking about the differences between what goes on in Europe versus America. 
this is the, this was the conversation. And then one of the items that I remember so clearly, which I didn't understand at the time, was Rav Shankar said, says, you know, in, in, in America, it's easier to ask someone for a dollar than to ask them to lend you a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I remember I sat there and I asked my father, well, what does that mean? I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm going to understand it. And my father told me, he says, when you give someone a dollar, that's it, you're finished. You have no connection to him anymore. When you lend him, the hmm. girl wants you to still have a connection with him. And he still he owes me the money. I have it. He wanted you to develop a feeling between the two. You give it stuck. It's very nice. It's very beautiful. But that's it. Your relationship with him is finished. But if you lend him money, you sit there. Hmm. He says, in Europe, these people have a connection with each other. Hmm. So they were promoting the fact that in America, okay, here, take my dollar, and I'm done with you. You know, right. I'd use it or something. In America, so in Europe, he says, every person was... Father told me, I remember saying, he said, it wasn't a week that went by that either you were a lender or a, or, or a borrower. Or a borrower. There had to be every week. You were one or the other. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible, incredible. So I think what the Rebbe is maybe positing also is that it's very, very, maybe there is the opportunity to create that connection even through tzedakah. You know, maybe even like if I, before I give the tzedakah, if, if I allow, if I say, you know what, it is a schuz to be a giver. Because when I'm a giver, I become a better person. I become less, I become, I'm, I'm not as self-centered. I'm not as egocentric. My life is not about me. It's about what I could do to contribute and how I could build. And then I allow that positivity to course through me. The Rebbe is saying then that positivity transfers from you and goes into the Ani. In that respect, maybe there's that chibor that's connected. I think according to Rebbe, there's a chibor regardless, right? Because... First of all, it's not my money, right? It may be his shafa that's deposited with me. Right. And also, like, I'm sharing my positive, positivity with him. Maybe there's a chibar and that's a daka as well. That's, but that's beautiful. What if a person gives over begrudgingly and he's, he's not happy that he's giving over? So look, that, there's no shafa that No, can... so look, there, there's a mitzvah. So you, you check the box. You gave to daka. You gave to daka. a person like they keep giving him if you do No, that, like... in other words, a person could do mitzvahs their whole lives and it doesn't change them as a person. In other words, you, you have to allow mitzvahs to change you. It's the act of giving to, to change yeah, I'm sure it can. I'm sure it can. But I think that there are people who give every day. They give begrudgingly and I don't think they become generous people. Right. I, think they, I think they feel compelled to give. So they give like anything like it's the same way like I have yet to meet a person who is excited about taking out the garbage like oh my thing taking out the garbage right rain or shine 100 degrees 20 degrees I love it it's such an avoda it's such an avoda right no one people do it you do it because you have to do it but so you could do things a whole lifetime and never develop any level of affinity associated with that what were you going to say I was going to admit if it's not my money that I'm giving ultimately and the Torah ultimately does say that the Baruch Hashem Hashemakecha says that, right? I mean, Hashem is giving you what's yours. Right. Right. So I mean, at some point, it does become mine, right? I mean, that's. I mean, it may have started off a twisted, you know, twisted vow, but ultimately, I mean, I, I, it's in my pocket. I, not that it's in my pocket. I mean, I mean, Hashem is telling you, I'm going to bless you. Right. It's not. It's. It's. It all sounds like he's like the rabbi saying that it's it's this constant flow that's really not yours. It's a billable from here and there, and we're taking and you're and you're collecting shefa from other people. And a customer was telling you, if you give somebody bereva, right, with simple, I'll give it back I'm to gi- you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving what? To, I'm giving what to you? So maybe our was giving you a personal, individual, Right. You you'll get your shefa. Maybe you have your shefa. Maybe you don't have your shefa. But I'm saying, if, yeah, I think I, I I think I think what Jeff is saying. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Is that if you accept the fact that you may have something that belongs to someone else and you're willing to part with money you thought was yours, but it's someone else's chef, who says, I promise you're not going to lose because of that. I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I'll, t- I'll take care yeah, of I, you. I'm just, I, I'm meeting my understanding of the Bible. Just, it, I mean, I'll speak to that afterwards. I, I, I feel like you, you think that it becomes starts, yours. The chef, be- meaning he, he starts off saying that it's not even yours. To, meaning it's not yours to think that it's yours to begin with, right? Right. But if you have all this revach, it's coming from sources that are flowing into you, but not necessarily on your own merit. Right. Right? Correct. Meaning, meaning but the end of that, the end of the passage, I was probably telling you, I'm going to give it to you, right? I'm going to give what to you? Right. I'm going to bless you. Right. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. that means well, right? Correct. Or, but know. it doesn't, but I don't think it refers to that piece of the shefa that someone else's. That piece of shefa that someone else says, I, I want you to give that to that. I want you to be my shaliach. Give that to that person. Correct. That's the difficult part of this. In other words, here, here's what I know. Here's what I know is that any time that the pot is bigger than what I need, what I, whatever, however you define need, the Rebbe is saying hashkafically what that means is someone else's money is mixed into mine. So therefore, give. 
give. And Akash Baruch Hu just says it's human nature. Even if I know that it's not mine, it's human nature to feel like it is mine because it's in my bank account, it's in my pocket. So I'm going to be a little bit begrudging to give. Akash Baruch Hu says, don't worry. Do what you're supposed to do and I promise I'll take care of you. How, what, when, where. Obviously, there's no way to measure this. There's no, just like there's no way to measure. doesn't mean that every single time an ani comes to me, the person who's asking me for money, it's his shafa that's in my pocket. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what the Rebbe means or not. But it's hashkafically the way to view tzedakah. So we'll say, if we bring this together, if we bring this together, I think the Rebbe is teaching us Two incredible yisolos. First of all, an incredible yisol by Mitzvah of Tzedakah. I, just, I don't know, I, I saw this this afternoon, I couldn't concentrate on anything else this afternoon. Also, I didn't drink enough coffee, but that was a different discussion, right? But, but, but Lamaisa, like, I, w- I was so thrown by this. What a way to look at the Mitzvah of Tzedakah. And what a different way to relate to people who are asking for Tzedakah. What, what, what a different way just to relate to it. How, how we relate to our own wealth. How we relate to our own success in terms of what's ours versus what may be another Yid's Shefa that is sitting in my pocket. But the second part is also equally as important. Which is, I will say, what's the goal of the mitzvah of tzedakah? And by extension, the truth is, what's the goal of all mitzvahs? Is character refinement. The whole Yisod of a Yid is to have refined character. Is our, almost like our natural predisposition is to be angry. Because what is anger? I will say, what is anger? Right? What, 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 what is anger related to? What midah? What, what gaiva. Anger is gaiva. Anger is arrogance, right? Something doesn't go my way, I get angry. Whoa. Who said stuff's supposed to go your way? In other words, who, who are you? Who are you? Right? I, I, I think that I'm all important, that everything has to go my way. Everyone has to act. Everyone has to speak. Everything has to... Have, it's gaiva. It's gaiva. Gaiva is egocentricity. Right? Gaiva ha'olam. It's a corrupted ha'olam. Kala olam nivra bishvili. The whole point of tzedakah, I will say, the whole point of tzedakah is to go ahead and refine my character. To take the rogues, to take the anger, and to take the negativity, the Rebbe said, to take the rogues, to take the rogues and achzarius and indifference, which is the same thing. I will say, where does indifference come from? Where does indifference come from? Indifference comes because I don't care about you. I'm focused on me. I don't have to think about you. So anger, indifference, it's the same thing. It's gaiva. And what's the point of the mitzvah of tzedakah? I want to work on myself. I want to work on who I am. And I will say, this yisod is incredibly, and, and tzedakah, the rabbi posits, is one of the most incredible ways to work on us. And I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I wanted to do this, especially on this night, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul. Because also I think one of the things that I know personally like, that I want to work on over Elul, and I hope that we could do in this year together, is I think a lot of times when we think about personal avoda, we think about like areas of observance in which we're struggling. I could be better in Lashon Hara. I, I don't mean speak more. I could be better in Shmira Seinayim. I could be better, you know, in, uh, in Sha- whatever it is. We all, we all have our eras where we struggle. And that's incredible. But I don't know why I've been thinking a lot about this lately. That maybe sometimes the Avodah is not any particular mitzvah. But the Avodah is I need to become a better person. I, I need to work on character refinement. Because if I could refine my character a little bit, if I could take the midas, whether it's gaiva, kas, achzarius, what, what are all the, all the negative midas, and I could eradicate those, or not eradicate, but I could channel them in different ways, then I become, or sublimate, I become a different person. I become a different person. And then shmiras ha-mitzvos, whatever the mitzvah is, becomes so much easier when I am a different person. And that's what the Rebbe is saying. That sometimes when it comes to mitzvahs, we miss the trees from the forest. Everything becomes about mechanistic details. And mechanistic details are important, right? It's not that the, the devil's not in the details. The Rebbe Shalom is in the details. But sometimes it just becomes all about the mechanistic details of performance. And we forget that the entire essence of Yiddishkeit is to transform us into transcendent beings, is to go ahead and allow us to overcome our weaknesses and our frailties, is to take the achzarius and the kas and to turn it into ratzon and to turn it into something good. And when we change ourselves and we better ourselves as people, just from my midos as a person, you know what the godless will say of that is? 
it transfers to other people. You see, positivity rubs off. And the same way that when I give tzedakah in the right way, that personalistic positivity is transferred to the ani. If I work on my midos and I become a better person, the better person I become transfers to others as well. Positivity rubs off. Positivity is infectious. Positivity spreads. Says the Rebbe, that's what we have to work on. Not just to identify what am I taking on, what do I have, what mitzvah am I deficient in, but drill down a little bit. As a human being, as a human being, where are my areas of weakness? What are the areas I have to work on? And how can I work on them? What kind of plan could I devise? Because if I could turn around my midos achem, if I could turn around my midos in life, then there's no telling what I could accomplish. Not just in tzedakah, but in Gan's Torah, in Gan's Yiddishkeit, and in Gan's life. There's no telling what I could accomplish if I work on the person that I need to become. And I both say it's a good segue. That's why Amir Sashem next week. We're going to begin in Mir Sashem. This is the Rebbe, what a gift Rabbi Nachman gave us tonight. But that's where we're going to focus a little bit the next couple of weeks on the Piyajatzna, B'nai Mach Shabbatova. And Amir Sashem, the Rebbe is going to take us through the process of refining the way we think, refining the way we look at life, refining the way we approach life. Not a focus on any one particular mitzvah, but literally taking a deep dive, like a step back and a deep dive into ourselves. And I must say, I want to give you a little bit of warning. There are some people who become very uncomfortable with this process of doing a deep dive into themselves. And the more uncomfortable you are with doing a deep dive into yourself is the more you need to do a deep dive into yourself. And that's what we're going to do at the Piaget's Namir session over the next couple of weeks. I'm saying, Shkoyach, again, Yashkoyach, to Baruch Fischl, to... Yes, please, please. Related, but... Like Rebbe said, you can give a quarter, whatever. But are there situations, and at least this happened to me in Israel, but are there situations where you've given tzedakah, all you have left is maybe a quarter, a, a, a penny, a, a, a nickel, a dime, and you feel that that would be embarrassing to them to give it, and it's better... To say, I'm sorry, I don't have. So I'll tell you what like this. Is, we're right. back at I, I, so that just, just happened when I was there. So last time somebody threw money back at me. I was yeah. like, wow, first I thought it was raining. Mamish, <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. I just stopped me at the coastal and uh, money's going down. No, that was a guy who was angry at me. So again, I will tell you my, my personal wow. opinion with these things is right. you apologize. You're, you're apologetic. I'm so sorry. This is all I have. I know it's not enough. Here it is. It is always better to be the giver. If the person throws it back, they throw it back. What are you going to do? Nebuch. That just, that's, that's even a greater Rachman. It's even a greater Rachman. But you always give. You always give. All right. Should we do a, we do a niggin? A song? Is, is there any way to, is there any way to untwist the pipes and get what you